right, it's ringing. Yes, yes. This call is being recorded. Hello, is this Pastor Kurt Thomas? This is he. How are you? Hey, I am fantastic. This is Jeff Dominic from Bullet and Flight Radio. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. And doing so fantastic that I've been able to get you on the phone today. <laughs> Your fans are going to love this. Yeah, they're going to love it. So do you have time for a few questions? Yes, I do, actually. Excellent. You know, everyone, uh, you just heard me do the intro to Pastor Kurt Thomas. So I am so happy that we've been able to to get this brother on the phone. He is an anointed man of God, and we're going to talk about his show, The Recap, that you can hear every Tuesday right here on Bullet and Flight Radio. But before we listen to his show and get into his show, let's talk to the man. So let me ask you, how did you first get into the ministry and to the nonprofit sector? Well, um, realistically, uh, the way that I got in ministry um, was I I was in college, and I've always been in the church, and I got um, saved, you know, when I was nine years old, and I got mm-hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit because I belonged to a um, a Pentecostal church, and so I, I a holiness Pentecostal right. church, and so I, you know, I was part of that. Um, collective of churches and so I was very involved in church but I went away to college and um, all of my friends were getting uh, retail jobs and they were working three five six days a week you know in order to make money while we were in college well I happened to see this ad and it's going to date me but I happened to see this ad in a newspaper where um, people were um where people were um, looking for a youth pastor and it was paying the same amount as my friends who were doing retail, but I only had to work three and a half days a week. And so of course I signed up for it and, um, and I ended up being a youth pastor and I enjoyed it. And then I just matriculated to where now I'm a senior pastor. Um, My, my hopes was to become a police officer, not a pastor. And so sometimes really? when I'm preaching, yeah, sometimes when I'm preaching, I, I make the joke that I got the peas mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, you're still licensed to carry, just a different story. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're very happy about that. But that is very interesting that you found that calling the the – the, the passion, the the call, the lure to ministry at such a young age. That's that is absolutely amazing. And what did it mean to you to be a youth pastor when you first started out? Um, well, like I said, at first I did it for the convenience of the money, but then I found out that I was very um good at it and I was I had a knack for connecting with young people and and developing creative ways um, to get people involved in church. And so 
Um, mm-hmm. I went to uh, school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I was a youth pastor in Florence, Alabama. And um, while I was there, you know, um, we did this huge youth conference. That it was the first time in Florence that they had ever um, had that many young people there for a church event. And so we had about 500 youth that came um, to this uh to these conferences every year and we put them on for like about four or five years and they just grew and grew and grew um, to where I started um, even going into the youth juvenile detention centers and teaching Bible studies um, once, once a week. Um, And so I just became very passionate and good, like about like reaching young people. And so I did that for a long period of time. And, um, and it was just amazing. And then um, I just kept developing and developing. And um, it seems like the turn just always kept moving and moving to where I just went from one thing to another thing to where, like mm-hmm. I said, now I'm the senior pastor of an amazing church and some amazing people. And you're the CEO of Mama's House, which is, so tell us about this nonprofit organization. I am. So Mama's House is a transitional housing program um, that houses um, people that are disenfranchised um, in different uh, marginalized spaces in their lives. So uh, we service anyone from reentry program, people that are coming out of prison. Uh, We service, of course, the LGBTQIA community. So uh, we have a specific um, passion for people that are trans. So we service trans men and trans women. Um, and we um, we service people that are just down on their luck. Um, and then we service people that are court ordered to, um, to live in sobriety. And so um, those are the areas of people that we focus on, um, but we're open and, and inclusive of anyone that needs housing um, services. And so um, this passion came from uh, I was uh, sleeping. I was allowing people to to sleep in my living room when they were down on their luck. And one of my pastor friends, Pastor Darlene Watley, and I give her a shout out. Um, she has a women's home called the Ruth House, Ru- Ruby's House, and um, she basically gave me the keys um, to Mama's, which is called currently Mama's House. And told me just to try it out and to see, you know, if if God let God use me to house people. And so here we are. Um, I think we're in our fifth or sixth year, and uh, we've been able to effectively assist about a hundred people um, with housing opportunities. And we've been able wow. to actually um, inclusively house people. It's a twenty-two bed, six bath program in Los Angeles, and so we've been very effective at meeting the needs of the community. Wow, that is amazing. That is awesome. That is what the church is here to do. Everyone listening, please take note that this man of God is not just a preacher. As he said, he started off doing it because it was a job. It was something uh, convenient to do. But God really, as you can hear, blessed him with the, the passion of this type of, of ministry. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful because that is what we 
are called to do as children of God. We are called to take care of those that are the most vulnerable in our society. So kudos to you, your church, and your organization for what you do. And by the time we we end this, I'd love more information, even on how to give. I would love for our listeners, listening audience to get involved in that as well. Uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who would love to get involved. But let me move on to the next question. <laughs> and that is, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us about uh, some of your roles in the church. Do you play any instruments or do you have any secret talents? Listen, so when I was 12 years old, I had this ultimate desire <laughs> to play the um, organ. And um, I I um, took some classes and some courses, and I figured out that that was not my talent. <laughs> but um, but um, so I I do not play, I do not sing. Um, I I um, I really just have an I have a pastor's heart. I'm told, and so I guess my talent would be. Um, just helping people bridge the gaps in their lives. And so I'm a, I would say that I'm a good listener um, and yeah. I'm a good person that helps people to just execute. Um, and um, I say that because it transcends past just me pastoring, but even That's with true. my friends and family and all of those different kind of things, you know, I'm just a person that, um, that you can depend on to help, you know, do different things. I'm not one of those people that's gonna say that I could do I'll do this and then don't do it. I'm I'm a person that if I say this is what we're gonna do, I'm gonna be there with my um boots on and everything so that we could get it done and I'm gonna stay until it's completion. Um mm. a lot of people a lot of people ask if you need help out of just it being a common thing to ask. But there are yeah. few doers, people that actually jump in and do. And so I'm I'm one of those people that will just do. So that's my talent. So true. Come on, let's get it let's get it done. So true. And I agree with uh, with the listening. Everyone, you know, we've talked, me and Pastor Kurt have talked outside of this interview. And I can tell you for sure that he is a fantastic listener. <laughs> and that is a secret talent. That's not something that visually is is seen, you know, so and um, yes, and I believe that you know, bridging the gap and and all those things that that is absolutely a secret talent, and I'm so happy that they're your talent. <laughs> uh, so, so where do you see your ministry in the next ten years? Um, so, in the next ten years, I will be fifty-three. Um, so. Um, my hope is that um, the church continues to establish itself to where I can work myself out of a job um, um, and, you know, uh, to, to where the church is effective enough to where if something does happen to me in the future that the church will continue on. I think one of the most solidest things that can happen is for a church not to be able to thrive you know, once they lose their pastor or whatever. And I'm not saying I'm not anything like that. Okay, okay, but, okay, okay. But 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 I'm I'm just saying that there 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 has to be a contingency plan for anything that happens in life. And so 
And, you know, I don't want to pastor until I'm dead. I, you know, I want to give myself until like 60 or 70, well, 65, and then I want to pass it on to somebody else. And so I'm just hoping that by then the, the church is solid enough to where it can, um, you know, sustain itself. Okay. That, so that's absolutely. my truth. Yeah. Okay. So more growth in the church. Yeah. And you the know, church I want that to, is just. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the issues I think with LGBT churches or with churches that are inclusive is that they um, they don't grow. There are very few churches. There, I think there's only one or two inclusive churches in the United States that are you know, have like a lot of members or that are doing like, are able to do like a lot of different things. And so I think that our approach to church has to change to where people can um, realize that it's not, it that it really is about inclusion. Um, it's almost like what Rick Warren says in his um, book about the church, where he talks about the third leg of the church's inclusion and actually including everybody in in the whole um, picture of how God sees us. Um, I think that that's super important. So I think that in the next 10 years or the next five, six years, that we're going to see a trans, we're going to see a transcending and a transition of the church to where you'll probably see more LGBT people in leadership roles um, to where, to where they're, I won't say that because I think that every, that there are LGBT leaders that are effective and powerful and that are anointed to do ministry. I said, but I think that they'll be given the opportunity for that to be seen. Um, And and so that's what I, when I talk about effectiveness in ministry, we're doing ministry, we're helping people, but I think it'll become more monstrative um, in, um, you know, in 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 our in our genres of spaces, yeah, I think it'll become. You know, you'll see more um, churches that spring up um, that have a voice because a voice is important uh, for us. Yes, in God, it yeah. absolutely is. You know that that is a lot to unpack right there uh, because a lot of folks that listen to Blood and Flight Radio, such as myself, come out of the church. I'm somebody, my pastors, my my parents are pastors, excuse me. A lot of people in my family are pastors or in ministry. And, you know, church, from a personal standpoint, I saw, turned into a political game where it's about the numbers game, it's about... The more people you get, then you can get the elevation to bishop or da 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 and it's not. There are a lot of people who unfortunately get lost in the whole shuffle. There are a lot of people who, whose lives and whose problems don't count anymore because this brand or this name is, is building and, and you're just a part of the collective. And we've seen a lot of people fall away from the church or reluctant to get involved in inclusive ministries, thinking that the church philosophy is going to be the same. Different players, but same, same Egypt. And it, to hear you talk about inclusivity, the way that you're talking about it, not just equality, but equity 
as well in the church different uh, ladies, uh, different members from uh, the trans community, trans men and trans women whose voices have been shunned and silenced for oh so long in the ministry and, and in the world even. Uh, I see that you have a vision for all people, as you say, all, like Rick Warren was talking about, all people. That, that, there is no exclusion when you use that three-letter word. Yeah, I think I think I think that what what has to happen is we have to we have to go back to um we have to go back to the the true interpretation I think of what and I may be saying this the wrong way but um the true interpretation of 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 what God really wants for us so the, there's a scripture in, uh, that says, as the deer pants for water, so my soul longs after you. Okay. Yeah, but then there's, yeah. there's, there's also a scripture that says that uh, in Revelations, when um, at the great white throne entrance, um, the question is asked by the angel, who are these other people? And um, and the, Jesus says that these are people whose robes have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so I think that we have to go back to those washing moments to where people are accepted for accepting Jesus in their heart and not judgment for who they are as people, black people, white people, LGBT people. Because remember, from history, we know that um, that there's always been a transcending of race and there's always been a transcending of ideologies. Black people shouldn't yeah. marry white people. Interracial marriage was, was something that was really um looked down upon and was told that it was a biblical atrocity and stuff like that. And yeah. so I think once we get past all of that and we look at people's heart, then if we yeah. can have a heart conversation, then we can Boy. we can enjoy the true essence of who Jesus Christ is. Exactly, and his message of love. Yeah, yeah. He so loved the world that he gave his only And what did he tell us? He said, "Yes, whosoever." Come on, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, so that's right. And then Jesus said, "If you can't remember all the words in the Bible, remember love. Remember love. Love." And so if we right. If we can, yeah, if you can show unconditional, unjudgmental love, then I think that we can see change because I I don't get to tell you what God accepts. I just get to show you God's love and let God, let his words teach you what he accepts. Uh, You preaching good. You preaching good Uh now. Because that's it. That's the whole message, and that's enough to do. That's enough for us to do right there is loving each other, supporting each other, protecting each other, all the aspects of what love is. And it's so beautiful because he said, I am love. And when you become judgmental in God's love, then now you have to become judgmental within yourself. And none of us yeah. are perfect. The Bible says that yeah. even at our best, we never but filthy rags. So but none of us are are walking perfect. So I'm sure that if we pull back the layers of stuff that you have going on, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's just you know, there's this 
even um, Jamal Bryant just did an interview um, talking about um, accepting weed and cannabis at the church. And uh, there's like this big stir about it. And one of my preacher friends uh, made a post on Facebook and he said salt and um, sugar um, attack our bodies um, way more than um, cannabis does, but we're not ready to have that conversation. And so not the point is that when you start judging in one area, now let's go judge your diabetes. Let's go judge this. Let's go judge that. All right. Instead of just saying, you know what, let's just love each other and let's figure out a way through it. And that's that's what God wants us to do. And let me stop because you don't get me Amen. started. Sorry. You good. You talking good. And I know our listening audience heard that. You see, everybody, this is a real man. He is a real individual ready to have a real conversation. I just want to point out again to, to the listening audience, which I'm sure you hear, his, his sincerity, and he's very genuine about what he's talking about. And he relates to us as everyday people, just like Jesus. The example in the Bible, when Jesus went out, he wasn't with the Sadducees and Pharisees and, and rubbing elbows and talking about, ah, yeah, such and such. So he was out with the people and loving the people and, and, and involved with the people. That's what made Jesus such the iconic leader that he is. And he called for all leaders to do the same thing. And this man right here, I'm talking about you behind your back, putting your face. <laughs> he is, he's he's real about what he's talking about. So everyone, be sure to tune in to Bullet of Light Radio and 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 um, and catch what brother uh, Pastor I said, brother <laughs> Pastor Kurt Thomas has to say because he is a, he is a brother to us and um, and we love him for that. So anyway, you continue on. I just wanted to talk about you behind your back. Uh, thank you. Um. So let me go on to the next question here. What tell us what was your childhood like? My childhood. Um so uh I had a really good childhood. Um uh, I don't want to deep dive too much in it cuz you know that my father just passed away and I don't want to um go to a dark place in the interview. But um, but I will say that I had an amazing childhood. Um, my parents, we I didn't grow up poor. Uh, I grew up semi middle class, um, you know, to where they had some struggles, but um, but I didn't go without anything. Um, yes. And so I, I had a, a really good childhood. My parents um, were have been married for forty nine years. So um, oh, wow. I didn't grow up in, I grew up in a, you know, I didn't grow up in a single parent household, which I'm not knocking anybody that has, but I just, the Lord blessed me for my parents to to be together for 49 years. And so um, there were struggles, there were, there were ups and downs and ins and outs, but, um, but they brought us up the way that they knew how. Um, yeah. And they entered, it is because of my father that I am saved and it's because of my father that I know Jesus the way that I do because my father was the first one to go to church. It wasn't my mom. My dad went to church. My dad uh, my dad and my mom told my dad that if you go to church for a month without us, then we'll come and join you and start going to church. And so he went to church for a whole month 
and then we um, started going to church with them. And so it's because of the, the seed that God planted in him that I am who I am today. Well, amen to that. Yeah. And amen to your parents. That's a beautiful story. My parents have also been married uh, 49 years of this year. So really <laughs> interesting. Uh, can I ask, what organization did you go up, grow up in? So I grew up in um, not an organization. They were independent. It was just the Holiness Pentecostal Church. Okay, so they weren't a part of any uh, They weren't a part of any denomination, no, no. Oh, good, good, because I grew up in the PCAF, and that was a very oh, political organization. Yeah, yeah. And then my parents got ele- – they went to PAW, and they got elevated – further in ministry, and that's kind of where they are today. So, yes, that's very interesting. Huh. So let me ask you if you could, and, and, and also I want to say that I am absolutely sorry about your loss. I know your father passed right. away a few days ago, as you just stated. And here at Bullet and Flight Radio, let's just send him love and yeah, positive thoughts and, and pray for our brother, this wonderful pastor. So everyone, please keep him in your prayers. And we love you. Absolutely, we love you. And we got you. <laughs> um, tell us, absolutely, if you could collaborate with anyone on a project, whom would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. So I have two people that I just love, love, and adore. Um, ministry-wise and church-wise and business-wise and all of that. Um, the first person is somebody that's, that's new to me that I've just been enamored with, um, and his name is Prophet Lovely, Lovey. Okay. Um, and he's okay. a um, prophet, that, a pastor that's here in California. Um, and I've yet to go to his church because I've just been so busy. But um, – I've been so busy, but um, but I I um I just love his ministry. Um, I love his honesty, and I love um the fact that he actually um from what I've been watching, um, I love the way that he puts things together, and so I want to collaborate with him on like putting stuff together and like really understanding he helps people to truly understand the bible um and then the second person is td jakes um because i just love everything about td jakes um <laughs> if you followed his ministry you know over the years he's just a he's just an amazing guy and i think that he has yeah. a knack for ministry and um i would just love to just sit and to learn from him and so i think on those two aspects together um, because I think for my for the ministry that that or the gifting that I have, um, some of it is prophetic, but then um, most of it is I have like just a caring heart. I think I think TDJ has a caring heart. He cares for people, and so those are the I two agree. people that I I would just love to, if I could just sit with them for like about a week, you know, just and and glean from them. Those are the people that I would glean from. I I agree with that. Um, Many years ago, when Bishop Jakes came to Detroit, uh, and oh, somebody, well, I'm sure no one knows this person, but his name is B.B. Winans. He 
he he sent me up front with him at Bishop Jake's uh, when he came to Detroit. It, I guess it was kind of a revival. Everybody, every denomination was there. It was crazy. And I I had the opportunity even afterwards to kind of hang around them and see how 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 he kind of moved and it and he is a very fascinating man and someone I admire I admire like off the bat so I I I, I can um, I can uh, definitely understand why <laughs> right there yeah. so tell me if 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 you could put into words your greatest passion or and conviction what would it be my greatest passion would be to um my greatest passion would be to create a space and a voice for um for myself and others to be truly heard um in whatever aspect of of that you know that it means and it does, and when i say create a space i'm saying um, to be able to, money helps to cultivate and curate everything that happens sure in the does. world. And you so, if the I whole could, thing. yeah. And so, if, if God could just bless me with um, millions, you know, I would be able to support spaces and places like like Bullet Flight yeah. Radio. Like, you know, I'm saying just so that we could have that voice because the voice yeah. that what what people don't um understand is that when we galvanize together that that's yeah. what demands people to hear us yeah you know, if you're just you know if you just a few people then you know it's like okay you might get but once you become a a a a, a troop of people when you become a drove of people when you become a mass yeah. group um, it forces people to say, "Hey, we need to pay attention to this." Um, yeah. And so I think I, I I just really wish that um, my my passion would be to like just bring people together so that people can see the other side of who we are. Because uh, I think yeah. people are people only get to see one side of us, and that's the side that's portrayed by others. But I think that if we were able to create our own spaces and places and we were able to, to like the word that I like using over and over again is just galvanize. If we could just pull all of our resources together, you know, uh, I think that it would be such a powerful moment um, and a, a passionate moment to where we would be able to do so much more. And so my passion is, is, is just to, to drive a bus you know, that includes everybody, a driver yeah. bus that, that has all of us on it. Instead of us saying, I'll, you know, I'll take my own car or whatever, uh, I think we could just do more together if we come, if we're, we're all together. It, it, it speaks volumes when you see people working together. Um, and so that's my passion. And I know it's crazy and weird and it's not about myself. And, you know, I want to I wanna own an island somewhere and just sit there by myself but I just really I want to I love helping people and I, I love seeing people smile and I love yeah. when people are educated past their ignorance 
Um, that is food to my ears. <laughs> that is music. Well, I should say that's that. Yeah, that's food for my ears. That really ministers to me. I, I love that, and we need more people who have that type of passion for humanity instead of uh, for uh, self <laughs> and being a lover of self. So kudos. That is beautiful, and we're gonna pray that you get that money so you can also get some to Bullet and Fight Radio. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I'm, we don't I'm, keep I'm you in prayer. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I think, you know, um, the greatest thing that we could do is grow down so that we could grow up. And that means we, if we develop yeah. the roots of, a, of what we need, I think that we can, we'll see beautiful trees develop. And so, um, you know, that's something I think that we need to, to do. What would you see? What would you say your greatest conviction is? My greatest conviction is that I. My greatest conviction is that I was not honest with myself earlier, because I think that I could be, I would be so much further ahead if I had just been honest with myself. But sometimes when we try to live our lives in the security of others. Um, yeah. We end up um, stifling and handicapping ourselves to where we can't become or do whatever it is that we um, we should be doing. And it, it could be, and when I, I'm not just talking about church or spiritual, I'm talking about like you know, if I had to went into service, then you know my life would be different. If I had to went to college, my life would be different. But I stayed at home because I was scared to go to this college that was in another state. Or I stayed at home because when I could have joined the service, um, they were in war. But Or I stayed home because I did this or that. And I'm saying if we could get past all of those fears and regrets yeah. and we just yeah. jump out on the faith of, of what we know that we're able to do, I think that yeah. I would have been so much further along and I would be um, – I would be – better than I am not saying that I'm not good yeah. now but I just should be better and so my regrets are is that I that I wasn't honest with myself say hey Carrie, you can do that you know and so it took yeah. me years to develop the strength to come out of a cage that was already open yes um, yes and so yeah wow that's beautiful and that that I relate to that on a deeply personal Level. I tell people all the time, and even on this program, is that when I was young, when I was 19, 20, 21, I sang backup for Fred Hammond. When went okay. on the road, toured with him. I sang in the studio for CeCe Winans. I sang uh, for Aretha Franklin, Mariah Carey. I sang for a lot of different people. And the only reason why I didn't go further is because of my sexuality and the conviction that I had and the torture, the self-torture even, of thinking that I'll never be good enough to be like the rest of them. And when in and the reality, not, the rest of them were dealing with the same thing. That just you like me. Just like me. Okay? Go catch. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to name up. no names, but I know some <laughs> folks. Right. So, yes, so, exactly. And so, yeah. but I just want to speak to that and say we can't live in the past. And in yeah, you don't need because to dance now the anymore. No, yeah, and you know Abraham didn't live until he was old. 
yeah. A lot of folks didn't live their purpose until they got older. Here I am almost 50, and I am just now coming out with my own independent music and all of this other stuff because, you know, now is the time. Yeah. And, yeah, I would have loved to have done it when I was in my 20s and 30s, but yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with now. And what you're oh, yeah. doing right now, Pastor Curry, you know, and even in talking about your regret and the fear that held you back, it is so powerful. Uh, I just really pr- pray that this conversation that we're having right now really blesses people that are listening. Because, folks, you can be old children or you can be young children. Don't let that spirit die in you. Yeah. You know, we all have yeah. hurdles. Right? Yeah. Dr. Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, who's deceased, he's a deceased um, pastor and minister from the Bahamas, um, he said that uh, when you die, you should die empty, that the graveyard is full of people that have treasures that they never release. And he talks about people have books in them that they Mm -hmm. never let go of, inventions that will never know about because they die with those inventions they die with those Mm. thoughts and so the whole thought process is what can you do or what can you do to expose yourself to everything that you're supposed to release in your life so that when you get ready to leave this world that your impact is more powerful than you being here that's right. Yeah. So that's but I that's want, the I whole want my impact to be. Mother. Yeah. I want. Yeah. I'll, so so my name will live on through the works that I've done, through the stuff that I've done, Amen. because that that's going to be the impact. And so God, I'm saying, use me, use me however you want to use me, and I'm going to be a willing vessel and available to you. To even in my fear, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk that thing out so that you can use that's me right. and I can become what I need to become. And I know yes. it's gonna be. I know it's a stretch, God, but I'm gonna do it because I know that in the end, it's gonna be worth it. That's right. It's always worth it in the end. Yes. Now that leads us to the, my next question. What do you want people to know most about? Let's just say you, your ministry, your nonprofit, all that you're doing. What do you want people to know most about you? Um, I want people to know that they are loved from me. Um, I want people to know that I am here for community. Um, and then I want people to know that um, that I, I will always create and have a safe space for us to be, um, for us to heal, for us to be cultivated, um, for us to grow, for us to become. And we may not all be perfect, but together um, we can figure, we can work through our imperfections. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people come to people thinking that the person is perfect and that they can fix them. But I'm not offering right. perfection. I'm offering imperfection that can be perfected through God. Oh. All right. Now, see, love covers a multitude. That's what yeah. we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And and that's a very important piece uh, for folks to know. Sometimes they think clergy are, are perfect people and yeah. they've conquered all their fears, conquered all their problems, conquered, conquered, conquered. 
And yes, some things may be conquered. There may be victory in some places, but you're still overcoming because you're a person. The journey isn't over yet. The personal journey isn't over with. And so I I love that you said that because it it takes a lot to say, yeah. And high chairs are for babies. So I think that's our thing. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I love it. I'm trying to trying to be nice. But no, but high chairs high chairs high chairs are for babies and I don't think that God has called us to be above. God has called us to be with. When you see Jesus, he wasn't above the people, he was with the people. He was with the people. Yeah. Right. Which is why I hate if you come to my church, I never like I, I only sit up on the stage, like I'll sit up for a funeral or something like that. But you'll never see me seating myself on the stage above people because I don't I'm not higher than you. I'm trying to get to the same place that you're getting to. I'm just God has gifted me with um with an ability to be able to to pull and push you out of your issues or out of your problems and to help you be pushed a little be pushed forward more, but we all dealing with the same thing. I'm sometimes I'm preaching and God is talking to me too, and I'm like, whoa, hey, yeah. like you stepped out of my business too. <laughs> yeah, so that is enough, God. And you know, so and, and that's a very important to say that God has has endowed you with the spirit of prophecy. There are fruits in the spirit, and you are a prophet. You are a man of God, and folks. I, listening in today, uh, if you're listening and you tuned in a little bit late, late, I am here to say that we are interviewing Pastor Kurt Thomas of Renew Church LA, a very progressive Pentecostal church in the LA Long Beach area. If you're in the neighborhood, please stop by. If you're not in the neighborhood and want to catch them online, you can also do that because they are on Facebook and it is worth your time. Pastor Kurt is a fantastic preacher. He don't know that I've listened to him more than I'm saying, <laughs> and it, because I, I also want to make sure that I'm interviewing people who who are what they say they are. And he is a fantastic preacher. If you want to know more about the Word of God, then please be sure to tune in because he gets into some fantastic biblical series that uh, don't make you feel stupid. You leave feeling smarter, and, and I love that, how he talks uh, to uh, the congregation and to all of us out in cyberland or on the Internet. I love it. So, Pastor Kurt, tell all of us how we can find you on social media. Um, so the best way to get in contact with me would be to use Instagram. And um, my name on there is um, uh, Renewed underscore man, um, and that's R-E-N-E-W, R-E-N-E-W-E-D underscore M-A-N. That is the best way to connect with me. And if you want to watch my services, you can um, type in Renewed LA on Facebook. Um, and you should be able to watch our services. But if you inbox me, we can send you the link. Um, If you are trying to contact us for 
um, to get in touch for, for something related to housing, um, you can go to www.mohouse, M-O-H-O-U-S-E dot org, or um, you can call us um, directly. Um, you can call us directly. Let me get that number for you. Um, you can call us directly at 323-792-9876, and one of my staff will answer, and uh, we can get you connected um, to housing resources. Excellent, excellent. Everyone, if you didn't get that, we're going to put all of that in the description of the interview, which will also be posted on our Podbean website as well. So if you missed this live uh, special that you're going to be hearing at Christmas time, Christmas season, and the beginning of next year as well. The actual interview is available for download as well at your convenience. Just want to state that. Pastor Kurt, I just want to thank you for taking some time out of your day, your very busy schedule, to sit down with little old me and these 10,000 listeners. Uh, thank you very much. I so appreciate it, and um, and I love everybody, and I'm, I'm you know, um, I'm in hopes and I'm praying for you. I want to shout out my husband, um, Matthew Simpson, yes. Thomas, that puts up, puts up with me in all my ventures, um, and so I appreciate him so very much. And, we love um, you first, Jim. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate um, Bullet Flight Radio. And I'm just anticipating and looking for God to just do great and wonderful things for all of us um, in 2023. Um, Amen. Amen. Everyone, it's going to be a great year of grace. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday during the Pyromedia Hour, every Tuesday, to hear the recaps with yours truly, Pastor Kurt Thomas and I think that we are going to be bringing Renewed on to Bulletin Flight Radio as well. Yay! Yay! So everyone, stay tuned. Check our schedule on bulletinflightradio.com for the latest of the latest of the latest. And um, you shall be seeing Pastor Kurt Thomas or and Renewed Church LA on our schedule very soon. All right, everyone, keep it right here. Keep it locked right here. You don't want to miss what's up next. Stay tuned.